As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hi, everybody. I've had an absolute blast recording your championship intros on audio and also on video. And for those of you that didn't know, the videos can be done special exactly the way you like them because these are green screens and we can do them with a scene behind me. Do you want a fighting scene? Do you want a beach scene? Do you want a race car scene? Any scene you want, we can give it to you. It's your theme and my pleasure. Just write our offices and we will answer you with the exact fee involved and how it'll get done. So here we are, and now it's time, and it's your choice. Cheers! From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming, we are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, current events, you name it, we talk about it. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, another week gone by. How are you? TJ? I'm good. I, I think Superman is on the line with us. We get like a modern day superhero. We got a, a superhero, a trailblazer, an uprising star in the UFC, superstar in the making, personality personified, performance personified, and coming off a somewhat controversial experience in the Octagon last Saturday night, which we'll talk a little bit about with him. But I want to get to know the man himself. None other than Kevin Trailblazer Holland. Kevin, hey. how are you? Doing pretty good. How about you guys? Good, good, good. You know, Kevin, I know you're probably getting a ton of interview requests, you know, after Saturday night, as you do almost after every time you fight. Um, I love the personality you bring to the octagon. I love the fighting skills you bring. And I love watching your evolutionary process because you do get better with each fight when you walk out. You're, you seem to be learning every war you go through. Um, obviously, hey. the first thing that people want to touch on, Kevin, is first off, how are you? How's everything? How's the head? That headbutt was a that was a hard headbutt, man. I was right there beside you watching from four feet away when that happened <laughs> yeah 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 i mean I'm, I'm good you know good just a good old smack smackaroo you know what i mean i I, f I feel like the fight has become secondary after the uh you know stopping of the car thief yeah <laughs> yeah that was that wasn't that bad either that was pretty cool well okay while we touched on that obviously we'll get back to the other thing because there's things to discuss whether conversations i have with the referees or whatever that i can talk about but um kevin Modern day Superman coming in. I mean, it, the occasionally celebrity comes out and, you know, they, they put their lives on the line, but more power to you, brother. I always think I'd be the kind of guy as I have in a couple of situations in my life, but standing tall and having that happen and, and dealing with it properly rather than taking him out in a brutal way, but subduing him the way you did. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. It was, I, it was cool. I just yeah. want to say, well, what was going through your mind, Kevin? Cause like Bruce said, like, Normal people don't necessarily run to fires like that. Well, somebody stole my uh, old school not too long ago. So I was just like, I guess initially I was thinking like, yo, it might be the same, same people who stole my car. So, you know what I mean? So I, mean, I wasn't thinking much, you know, just somebody's getting a car stolen. I don't like the way it feels. So, yeah, let's have a little fun. Plus, you've been stuck in quarantine for a week, you know, dealing with the fight stuff, you know, kind of like staying in your bubble in a sense. So, you know, opportunity to do something fun occurs, you know, and it was like, wow, this guy's driving fast in his car. So I'm driving fast in my car. It was just fun. You know, it was just, just, it ended up being a good little time. It was just cool. You know, driving real fast through the neighborhoods, tires screeching. It was, it was tight. Like, I love it. I love hey, it. Listen, like something out of a movie, as long as he wasn't leaning out the window and shooting at you while you're following him, I guess everything was cool. Right. That's the scary yeah. part. Well, yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. It was fun though. It was intense. It was the type of thing I like, you know, kind of like, you know, my fight didn't get finished. So, you know, kind of like keeps the adrenaline pumping, you know. So. <laughs> nice way to finish the adrenaline from the octagon, carrying it into the streets. Yeah. All I can say is, you know what? You're a local hero. You're a national hero. To me, you're a hero because that was a hero move, bro. 
You never know what to expect in those situations in this day and age. You never know. So kudos to you. Um, if you had to think about it again, would you do it again? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Most definitely. I mean, I thought it was, I, like I said, I thought it was fun. You know, nothing bad came out of it. So I'm cool with it. You know, he didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. You know, the guy, it sucks that the guy's car got stolen. It kind of got totaled in the process. But, right. I mean, you know, other than that, it was, it was all cool. I thought it was, I thought it was that's why God made insurance companies, Kevin. So it's okay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You, you know, honestly, you mentioned something, Kevin, that I, I think is also secondary, um, sort of the major concern away from, you know, what if he had a gun, is you controlled yourself to where you didn't hurt him. The last thing that I would want is for someone like yourself to step up and do something, a good deed like that, and then this guy, you know, turn around and try to sue you for being essentially a hero and stopping him from, you know, committing a crime. Uh, you know, how uh, measured were you and cerebral in the moment to make sure that you don't accidentally, you know, do something to cause this person harm? I mean, essentially when I was like, the first time I went to go pull him out of the car and he almost like, ran me over when I like, you know, the pull thing. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to fuck this guy up when I catch him. Right. But then it's like, you know, by the time I caught up to him, it was like, I don't know. I was more so worried about the guy that was coming from behind. It was his car. You know right. what I mean? Like when he was running up, I could tell he just wanted to like, he wanted to kick the guy while I had him down. It was bad. You know, yeah. so I was like, it was just a cool situation. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have to go worse than what it had to be. You know, had the guy's car got stolen, end up kicking that guy's butt while he was on the ground might've made it. So, you know, he was in trouble himself. So it was just cool. You know, it's like, um, you know, initially when I started chasing him, I called my coach, you know I mean? Most people call the cops. I call my coach like, Hey, he's in your neighborhood. Let's box him in. And it's like, I had all the wrong ideas. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you might've had all the wrong ideas, but it turned out correctly. Cause you know what, in a situation like that, even if you're a uniformed police officer, you can wind up being sued civilly. You know, it, it, we, we turn to and uh, you do something as a good deed and, and a, and a local hero, and then it all slaps you back in the face in modern-day society of lawsuits and everything else. So I'm glad it ended the way it ended. Nobody yeah. got hurt, and hopefully the law takes care of this uh, a-hole the way they should, period. Yeah, nobody likes a carjacker. You know what I mean? No, nobody likes a carjacker. But people love Octagon Warriors, and that's exactly who you are, Kevin. There's no question. This Thank fight you. Saturday night, tough Philadelphia boy in Kyle. There's no question. And... Um, you know, his brother came off a victory just a couple weeks or a week before. I forget which exactly, because I do so many shows. They become a blur when I'm done. Um, that was that was a war. That was a hell of a war. And you recovered so quickly from the headbutt. And I was about to announce, uh, you know, the, the win by Dawkins over you. But people have to understand and who watched it, you know, how well you were doing in the fight before. That was a hell of a clash of heads. How did you feel knowing that I was about to announce him as the winner? when you saw the referees coming out of your, whatever you were in, because you recovered quickly, when you saw the referees conferring, I mean, were you like, oh, it's not going to be a loss? Did you think in your mind we were going to call it a no contest at that point? What was your thoughts at that point? No, I didn't realize it was going to be a no contest until Dan said nobody's going to like the, the results of this. And I was like, oh, that sucks. You know what right. I mean? I'm not one to really complain and everything like that. I mean, the more I sit back and watch something, the more I'm like, ah, you know, so on and so forth. But I mean, for me, whatever whatever happens is whatever happens, and it is what it is. You know, it's like if Dawkins gets the win, it's like fuck, that sucks. It wouldn't have been the end of my life. You know what I mean? It would have been the end of the road. So it's like, yeah, it really would have sucked for it to go out that way. But you know, it's whatever. I mean, yeah. I I hate to say this, I love the result because that's the right call. And you know, we're we always talk about how mixed martial arts is this established sport compared to what it was, you know, in, in the '90s. But we're still very much in its infancy, you know, from the the broader uh, look at it. And we need to embrace things like replay. I thought that the right answer was ultimately made, and that's one giant step towards progression and evolution to make sure that illegal, uh, you know, fouls, whether intentional or unintentional, don't have the the, the ultimate say in how matches turn out. So while while Dan said, you know, no one's going to like this, well, uh, maybe I'm, I'm the oddity here because I love it. I think it was the right call, and, you know, fights in the future will probably look back at this one uh, in similar situations to ensure that the night ends with the right call. Yeah, that I mean that that's for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? It, it does it does help in that a sense, but you know, me personally, I just go back and watch more Bernard Hopkins videos and get ready for the next fight. You know, yeah, so, that's such that's a perfect 
Such a perfect attitude, Kevin. That's the way to be. The one positive thing out of this is that seven doesn't become an eight on your record. It becomes 21-7 and a one-no contest. You know, that is a positive when you look yeah. at it. You were ranked 14 going into this fight. And um, with that being said, I don't know if that rating is going to change, but you're definitely on your way to breaking into the top 10. Typical question. I hate asking typical questions that interviewers ask. Who do you think... Uh, do you have any idea your next opponent would be, or is it just whoever they throw at me, I'm ready to go? Uh, wouldn't it be Dawkins? Yeah. I would yeah. love to see you fight him again. Rematch November 12th, so. Oh, it's know. set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Set in stone. We're here to, We're ready to go. I signed my part, as far as I'm concerned. Pretty sure he's signing his part. I don't see no hesitation on anybody's behalf. At least no it, hesitation. So. It, it, make, it makes sense. You know, how much from the first meeting did you learn, you know, going into the second? Like, you, do, do you take anything from the experience Saturday and, and you know, move that forward into, a, you know, any sort of game plan? Yeah, yeah. I watch more Bernard Hopkins videos. You know what I mean? Uh, prepare, prepare for the dip. Prepare for the head. You know what I mean? Love That's it. That's it. all I can do. You know, it's like just try and grow, you know, continue did to grow. Did you say Bernard Hopkins? Yeah, Bernard Hopkins. He used to he used to dip and come up with the head a lot. You know what I mean? So both from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Uh, Bernard Hopkins, my boy. I'm from Philadelphia, so you know it's. Philadelphia fighters. I, I know, know Bernard very very well. One thing about yeah. Bernard that I would say every fighter should take note of: that man was never out of shape. Any never day out of, shape. of 365 and, and he, days a year. Believes in paying for a car wash either. Let's just let's put that. <laughs> <laughs> you know my dad's side of the family we're from philadelphia we own a car wash out there bernard hopkins never believes in paying for a car wash oh man well we all have certain negatives in our lives but bernard hey you know if i was out there i would have washed the champ's car for free you know <laughs> he's a he's a philadelphia hero and a man who fought you know very late into his career just amazing yeah, i, I would have washed the champ's car for free my uncle my uncle ain't going for that but i would have washed the champ's car for free you know hey i got a question for you kevin amongst others you know i announced you and only one or two other people as a Kung Fu fighter. Okay. Cause that's the style you choose. Truly you are a mixed martial artist, but tell us about the Kung Fu. Is this something that one of your styles or your favorite style that you always want to be referred to as a Kung Fu fighter? It's just the base. It's where I started. You know what I mean? It's where I started at. So it's like, you know, I, I try never to shy away from it. You know, it's like, even in the back when I'm warming up, I still do, you know, combat pinion and I still do a, a 10 point blocking system before I go out there. You know, it's like, it's just two forms that I'll never forget, two forms that I'll never stop doing, you know, and it's like, uh, just, you know, Kung Fu, Sun Tzu was the base, you know what I mean? A little bit of, a little bit of Shaolin, a little bit of Kempo in there. So it's like, just never shy away from it. I'll never forget it, you know, and it's like, I never want to forget it, you know, it's like, uh, I have adapted the name Big Mouth over the years, but it's like, I still get called Trailblazer just because, you know, Kung Fu and Trailblazer was the original and just, it's hard to shy away from that because, you know, it's like the only credit the man can get is that credit. So if I take away that, then, you know, it's, it's kind of like a big fuck you. I feel like <laughs> the credit will not be taken away. Cause quite frankly, I really like saying Kung Fu fighter. It's, it's yeah. very fun <laughs> to say it's very cool. And anybody watching takes notes. Cause they're so used to me going mixed martial artists. So correct uh, me if I'm wrong, Bruce, like less than five people have ever subscribed to that label in the octagon. I would think, right? Like I remember Roy Nelson and that's about Roy it. Nelson was the first. And yeah. Honestly, maybe uh, aside from Kevin, there's maybe one or two others. That's it. Yeah, totally. Um, Kevin, you're you're fighting out of Fort Worth. I also grew up partially in Dallas. I'm a Texas boy. I was born in Oklahoma for lived there for nine months, you know, until I was almost one and moved to Texas. But I don't tell people in Texas I lived was born in Oklahoma. That's a mistake. It's always Texas, Texas, Texas. So a little off fighting technique uh, thought here. You know, you stop the guy in the car, but Texas now has adopted. Uh, the open carry guns in public without a permit or training. Mm -hmm. um, do you notice a lot of people carrying and wearing guns in Texas, walking around Fort Worth? And <laughs> pretty cool swords, guns. It's like wow, swords, wild. swords. Yeah. We passed a law not too long ago where like you can carry any size blade you want to, right? So it's like you'll see a guy running down the street. Like I seen a guy not too long ago running down the street looking like a little like little ninja Naruto or something like that. He was running like Naruto, but he had like a sword behind him, and he was like, ah, that's dang. <laughs> weird uh, it's pretty cool i thought it was amazing <laughs> that's pretty crazy how about you are you a gun owner gun owner yeah i got a few toys yeah do you carry them in the car i mean i you know you gotta keep I think, keep something in the car you know what i mean i didn't have yeah. one that day, you know what i mean so much yeah. easier in texas here i've been dealing with sheriff villanueva i'm about to get my concealed weapons permit which they've only handed about a little over a thousand of them in los angeles that's how hard it is to get here 
Yeah, that's it's amazing in Texas. Anybody and everybody at a certain age can carry it. It's unbelievable. You just gotta grab one. You know what I mean? It's like down south. You know, it's like uh, if there was ever war in America, I doubt they'd come this way. You know what I mean? Last hey. place. You want. I've always said Texas could break off and be a country of its own. There's no question. I think some people in Texas think they are a country in their own. Uh, you better believe they do. Yeah. I kind of, you know, it's like we're on our own little we're on our little land over here. You got I you like, got your own little swagger over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nice. You know, it's, it's a very very big state. It's not easy to drive through. Uh, we got our own little set of rules. I like Texas. I love Texas. You know, it's like um, I think about moving often for training and stuff like that, and then I'm like think about the price of living and I think about, you know, the gun laws and I think about, you know, all the different laws that we have. And I'm like, I like Texas. I'll stay in Texas. You know, I've been to Austin, El Paso, Dallas, and Houston. And I will say all four of those places have their own vibe to where they, you know, Texas yeah. is big enough to, to literally feel like its own country and every city is, is its own, uh, you know, sort of personality and vibe as well. Yeah. Right, exactly. we said, if, you, if you give an ocean to, to Austin or Dallas, it, two of the it'd be two. They are two of the greatest cities in the world, but they be two of the most amazing cities in the world for oh. me. Anyway, being a surfer, little, if it was yeah. there. Little humid just, in Dallas, though, for me. A little too humid. That's, that's the one thing. I'm not a big big humidity guy, but I was just in Austin a few weeks ago announcing um, our buddy uh, Schultz's comedy show down there, mm. and that's where Joe lives and a number of people. Tom Segura's moved there, other actors and stuff like that, and celebrities. But uh, it's an amazing town. You know, it's awesome, and it's just that you cannot beat. South, southwestern hospitality you can't beat it southern hospitality is like it's just it's just so cool i like the food i like the food too but i like the personalities especially when i leave la for a two-day visit to texas it's kind of refreshing it's 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 a very refreshing place you know i'm a california boy originally so you know get yeah, riverside here. right yeah 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 ontario yeah. really yeah born in riverside raised in ontario right. but you know it's like it's just nice you know it's I go home and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But I get here and I'm like, yeah, that's where I need to be. That's where you need to be. You know, um, there was a suspensions handed out by the uh, medical commission or the medical suspensions handed out. You know, Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker are out until April. Consider well, until they get cleared. I mean, it's they get cleared. A, that's until a form formality, really. Did you get yeah. hit with any kind of a suspension from the head? 30, 30 days, so I fight in 38. Oh, okay. But you're, are you allowed – when they? Help me, because I always a question about this. Suspended from fighting, but you can train as you feel, to, as you wish to, or are you, are you restricted? I mean, you know, he's supposed to be restricted, you know? He's in Texas. He can do whatever the hell he wants. We're in Texas, you know? No, we're in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Lower lip good? Laceration taken care of? I mean, I, I put no stitch in there. I, it's healing pretty good. I believe saliva does a very, very good job, so, you know. I always tell my kid, if you're bleeding somewhere, just, you know, you'll be okay. Very, oh, kids, but tell me about your personal life, Kevin. I mean, um, married, not married, children. Give me give me a lay down here. Married, got unmarried, tried to work it out, didn't work out. Not the kid's mom. Got an eight-year-old, 28. Got a lot of cars. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh. Pretty trailblazer-ish. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. Keep chopping down that trail. No question. Yeah. You, know, you, were, the, you were the king of the cage. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was king of the cage champ. XKO champ. I've, I've had a, you know, I've had a, I've had a crazy run, you know, it's been nice. I've done a lot of different things. I just, I don't sit still. That's one thing you can say about me. I just don't sit still. I know. I noticed that. I noticed that, you know, and one thing I also noticed that when you're in the octagon, you know, I'm so close on my face is on the cage. Basically you're talking to your opponent a lot during the fight. Now the TV picks it up. They don't pick it up. What is your methodology there? Is it just whatever you're feeling at the moment? Are you trying to get into their head? I mean, what is the science behind that? Or is it just the way you are? No, I mean, just the way I am. Casual conversation rules the nation. It's always a good time for a casual conversation, right? Yeah, you know, grew up watching a lot of superheroes and stuff like that. And usually when they're fighting, you know what I mean? They're usually like, oh, 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 you know, it's like it's always some, you know, a little punchline here, a little this there. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, it keeps me entertained, keeps me, you know, keeps it fun. I get bored easily, you know what I mean? And it's like, I can get bored in the middle of a fight. So I try to find no. a little thing. I never would have known that about you, Kevin. No way I would <laughs> ever notice that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah, I can get bored real easy to fight. Especially, like, if somebody does a good job of controlling me, you know, and I just can't get free, I just get bored. Like, the Brunson fight. I just get bored, you know? I start thinking about other things, you know? It's like something well, else. Always, 
You can always pour him a glass of puncher's chance in the middle of the fight. I would actually do that. You know what? I've been needing to get myself some of that. I'm going to order some of that. I'm well, order you can some- order it or text me your address and I'll have a bottle sent to you. Hey, you know what? I'll, pre- I'll appreciate a bottle. That'd be very nice, but I'm still going to order because there's no way to support a, support a buddy, support a friend, support somebody that you know than to actually spend the money and, and do it. You know? Look at that. Thanks, Kevin. You're, awesome. you, are, you are a gentleman. I really appreciate that. I would do the same for you if you ever asked me anything, I promise you. Do me Thank a favor. You. When we've won three gold medals for the best tasting bourbon in America, um, if you en- enjoy it, would you send me a picture or video? Just let me know that you like it. I would really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. That's another thing about me. There's nothing like, a, you know, a good taste of something, you know what I mean? Or a good taste of something to eat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're chilling. So, yeah, I definitely, definitely will give it a taste. I'll definitely let you know. That's hey, why uh, we're getting you on millions.co, brother. Uh, Oren's talking to my partners at millions.co about you. We're going to want to make you some beautiful merchandise and the whole bit for your fans. Sweet, man. I'd be down. I'd be down for just always down. We can have, believe me, you could have a shirt like after a night like Saturday night, we could have a shirt commemorating that night ready to go the next morning. That's how fast we work. Yeah, I like that. You guys are good. That's That's awesome. Hey, real, on top of it. real quick, going back to the uh, the Brunson fight, for instance, um, you know, I, I remember looking at that 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 fight, uh, Kevin, and thinking if you came back and won that fight, people were going to talk about your, uh, you know, talking the way that you did as as something that brought you over the edge and and, and got you back into it and, and ultimately won you the fight. Where it didn't work out, and some people were questioning, why are you talking as much? Like, I I feel like you know we're uh, hindsight is twenty twenty sort of society. But I, I kind of like the way you're loose in there, and, and and you're just you. Some people I think look at it as as maybe you're not as serious as you should be in the moment. But I think you're you in the moment, and and that's ultimately what, a, in my opinion, is is brought so much success your way. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty serious the Vittori fight. I mean, versus playing one fight serious, the next fight. If you're gonna win, you're gonna win. If you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose. All that extra. You should have been more of this. You should have been more of that. I mean, it's like. Who knows what you should have been more of, you know, more serious might have got you in a worse position, you know, having a good time might have put you in a better position. Who knows? You know, it's like uh, there's no blueprint on life. So, yeah, it's like I prefer to have a good time. I prefer to enjoy myself. The people who don't like it, you know, it's like they don't like the big mouth persona. They don't like the the whole thing they're getting while I'm out there. That sucks for them, you know, because like I enjoy it. And that's what I like. Kevin's you know? real. We want real. Right. Authent- authenticity. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I can be a little quiet in there, but that's why I talk about the board thing. I get really bored. It's like, then I'm concentrating on this one goal and I get tunnel vision and then it just sucks. You know, it's like, who wants to deal with that for, right? You know, I've been there for 15 to 25 minutes. Real street fights, they only last like 15 to 30 seconds. You know right. what I mean? For like, sure. To be in there for 25 minutes, just looking at this other guy, just, I'm not going to do that. You know, that 15 seems to real- 30 seconds in a street fight is an eternity. Oh, know? yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, at least 50 percent of those 15 to 30 seconds, it's like posturing. Right. It's not even yeah. like actually getting into it. It's uh, 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 OK. There. Uh, right. No. Uh, ah, ah, fight's over. Yeah. Right. I mean, you've yeah. never seen two people not want to fight each other more than two people involved in a street fight. Generally, you know, yeah. everybody's just waiting for it to be broken up. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Unless it's Kevin in the altercation. Then I'm always just down there you go. There you go. Hey, do you talk like that in training with your sparring partners, Kevin? I mean, it just depends. Depends what they've done. You know what I mean? Okay. I, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I do. I yeah. want to get back to one other thing. You know, you have to have a thick skin when you're in the public eye because every, everybody's got an opinion. Opinions are like, you know, a-holes. Everybody has one or they are one, whatever the case might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, bottom line, Kevin, they don't pay your bills. You pay your no. bills. You be you, you be real. You continue to be exactly the way you are because that's what's building you um, win, lose and different. And I hope you keep winning. Uh, it's all a matter of just building this career, which I think I, I truly say it. And I, I, I don't butter bread purposely. I butter bread realistically. I think you're one of the rising superstars in the UFC. I think Thank your you. future is, is completely golden. Your past is past experience, you know, and Bellator and King of the Cage, which I used to announce myself, um, you know, legacy, all that goes with it. That's just the evolutionary process. You're in the show, man. You're in the show now. And to be in the show, you have to be the show. And if somebody named you Big Mouth, which I think Dana nicknamed that to you, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. Big Mouth, Trailblazer, whatever. You're Kevin friggin' Holland. Okay? That's who you are. All right? Don't ever change, bro. Just get better. I like what you said, Bruce. He is the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that.
<laughs> personalities drive sports. Um, you know, there's great performances, but not always great personalities that go with the performances. And I always tell young fighters and upcoming and whatever, old or young, whatever, we have an obligation with all the young people watching. This is my feeling. And it relates to myself too. We have an obligation to be a role model, right? To our sphere of influence, the people watching. And that's, that's such not how you perform inside the cage. It's how you handle yourself outside the cage. It's an all encompassing thing. Be yourself, be the best you can be and give back to these young people watching as well as the older people watching because you are an example of the UFC. You are a walking role model of the UFC. That's a great label to have, bro. You're in the show. It is. Totally. And you've worked your butt off to get there. And I I commend you all the way for it. I really do. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Now, my next big question. You're a fighter. You got the two guns. You're a gunfighter. What's the future hold for Kevin Holland once you put away your guns? Do you have any envisions of commentating? Do you have any envisions of anything else? Or are you strictly focused on your fighting right now? Uh, you know what? That's a really, really good question. Uh, I try to have at least one per show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I like to think I'm a pretty decent dad now. So, uh, just as long as I can be a, an even better grandfather, you know, it's like, I don't really know too much outside of that. I mean, I have a few business ideas that, you know, would be nice if they take off. If they do, they do. If they don't, you know, that sucks. But yeah, it's just mainly just make sure I'm there for my kid and, you know, make sure I'm there for my kid's kid, you know, just, long as he can be set and he can do what he wants to do and enjoy himself and you know one day he has kids and they're happy with me and they can hang out with kev you know grandpa kev that's all that matters man as long as the family's happy i'm a happy person i love that that says volumes about you kevin volumes hey there's not many active fighters that are looking forward to being a grandpa you know what i mean yeah yeah that's that's why i don't want to i don't want to fight too long you know my body takes a takes a beating doing this so one day one day i want to be able to still throw the ball with the grandkids and run and stuff like that my grandfather's a pretty fit guy you know he can still do things so when my time comes around you know what i mean i want to be better than that so how old's your yeah. grandfather i have no idea I'm that's actually old. awesome if you don't know I could, I could actually be his grandfather i'm 64 so yeah he's my grandfather he's fit and ready and he's always he's always pretty game he's getting a little old and bitter these days but he's he's always pretty much fit and ready to go that's a role model to follow right there yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, that's the best compliment ever for for someone who has grandchildren. How how old is your grandpa? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty damn good. I don't know the guy. The guy is you know forever young if you ask him. That's awesome, yeah. Kevin. I really appreciate your coming on the show. We kept you a little longer than we thought we would would, but you know, just I could talk to you for another half hour. I just I just find you very interesting. But I just want you to know personally, I'm a fan first before I'm an octagon announcer. When I walk in to roar your name and give you everything I've got to get you. Hopefully enhance that moment farther for you at that given time. But it's really a pleasure watching you. Um, I'm a fan, as I said before, and I'm looking forward to this whole evolutionary process as you develop. It's it's going to be a joy to watch you work, my friend. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm a fan of yours, too. You guys, oh, you thank you. Appreciate yeah. it very much. Yes, sir. All right. Not TJ, but he'll grow on you. Don't worry. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine being an also-ran. It's, it's good. TJ, hey. If we were all in the same room, you'd be the second best, my man. Oh, that's, yeah. that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah, but that no. means you'll never be number one until I'm gone. No, <laughs> you know what, Bruce? Again, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> all kidding around. Everybody's created equal in my book, my brother. Just don't try to announce against me. I'll blow you out of the water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you take care. Big cheers. No fears forever. Thank you to your manager, Orrin. Really nice guy. And um, keep yourself surrounded by good people, Kevin. That's part of the key, too. Most definitely. Most definitely. I appreciate you guys. See you, Kevin. All right, guys. Take care. What a great guy. Yeah. Real. I mean, honestly, uh, authenticity is is valued more than anything, I think, in in this modern day and age. And that's what you get every single time. For better or for worse, Kevin Holland is going to be Kevin Holland. Yep. You know, we're talking, I agree with you completely. I, I think the interview speaks for itself. And, um, you know, let's face it, a lot of excitement coming from him. And I'll say it again. Personalities drive sports. In yeah. wrestling, Hulk Hogan was a god because mostly of his interviews. His wrestling oh, was not he equal. wasn't, he wasn't he was a good a wrestler. He was a kick-punch wrestler, meaning he didn't really have any explosive, high-flying, uh, you know, memorable moves. But when the man walked into an arena or a room, he commanded and held your attention, which is the hardest thing to have.
Exactly, which Kevin does too, along with his real fighting compared to entertainment um, sport fighting, you know, with all respect to wrestlers. But yeah, absolutely. You know, the kid's got it and he'll develop from there. And I loved his answer, you know, family first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, th- there's a lot of things to like about Kevin Holland and the fact that again, we started with it. Like he, he had a very memorable, uh, storyline coming out of uh, Saturday night's fight, but also too, by the time we talked to him on Wednesday, uh, th- this dude's been a, a real life superhero. And I, again, I don't know many people that answer that call to action when you're putting yourself in a situation where, I mean, honestly, like, I'm not being hyperbolic, Bruce, like Kevin risked his life when he did that. There's no question. Again, in Texas, guns and knives and everything they're carried. Right. Just, people are crazy. I mean, people are, are not well. And if you are someone who's going out there and stealing a car, you know, you're you're out there in, in crazy land a little bit or desperate, which can be even worse. Well, and, uh, you know, Kevin ran towards that fire and ultimately extinguished it. Speaking of not well, speaking of Texas, uh, hot in action you know, developing right now. When I say hot, it's hot because it's happening. Texas school shooting. No. Arlington. Yep. Four people. Uh, Two of those, uh, four people injured. Two suffered gunshot wounds. Uh, They've identified the suspect as an 18-year-old student. They're trying to find him now. Story developing, I guess. Developing story. I just... What's crazy, Bruce, is so Columbine happened when I was a freshman in high school. And, um, you know, that was really the moment where I think everybody sort of changed their outlook on, you know, what was really possible when it came to school violence. And I uh, I listened to my son tell me about, you know, he's not in school now because of COVID and whatnot. He's at home. But when when he was in uh, kindergarten, he came home and was telling me about lockdown drills and it just blew my mind. Like I never ever had to deal with anything like that. And like, I remember, you know, talking to like uh, my grandparents about their world war two, you know, a bomb drills where they would hide under under the desk, uh, you know, and and practice what would be like if they were being bombed. Uh, That was surreal to me. And and the same feeling for my son, which I understand it. Like you have to have a plan of action for everything, but you know, th- these things are real and it just, it's, it's scary. And I don't know how I would handle it going to school, knowing that these things uh, are not only possible, but I mean, at this point, Bruce, uh, they're not common per se, but how many years go by without some sort of school shooting? It feels like we get one uh, or two every year. Unfortunately, we're getting more this year. It's horrible. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, I don't say that lightly. I say that painfully. Right. I mean, story developing, we'll have to figure out. Like, by the time this airs, we'll probably know a lot more uh, on the story. But just, uh, you know, our best, obviously, to, to everyone involved. Yeah, but the effect it has on the kids, like Kristen texted me this morning when Henry and Rupert are going to school. And they, kids hear about this, and it freaks them out. We've already had a bomb scare at Henry School, right? A We've bomb already had scare. A, a bomb scare. We've already had a shooting scare um, at Rupert School where there was a threat to, that there was going to be a shooting, and they— actually sent the police over and they investigated the kid that made the, uh, the uh, social media post, but he supposedly had perfect reasoning to do it. He didn't get any trouble. He was worried about the other students at school. I, all I know is when I went to high school and junior high school in California, we had two drills, fire drill and earthquake drill. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, what we had. I had a tornado drill and a, and a fire drill. Um, actually it's interesting. I, I brought a gun to school in third grade for show and tell, my, my dad brought it in because it was a flintlock gun, and we, we were doing a book report on flintlock guns. Like, this this book report uh, was centered around a flintlock gun, and, and we happened to own one. And, like, think about that. The idea of having a gun brought to school for show and tell in modern day, it just wouldn't be a thing. But, no. yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy world. Well, speaking of crazy world, um, segue again, Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. Remember I told you everything in life and movies comes true. We started with Buck Rogers, right. Star Wars, yeah. Man on the Moon. God yeah. forbid Road Warrior and Blade Runner become, could become part of this yeah. situation, which I'm worried will be in the future outside of our generation. William Shatner, 90 years old, is heading to space with Audrey Powers on Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin mission. I saw this. You think he's going to wear his Captain Kirk outfit? Oh, would that be just the coolest thing in the world if he went up there with Captain Kirk? I, I don't mean, know if he gets, but he, I don't think it'll still fit him. I think he's not okay, well, quite as fit as he used A to modern be. day version. Yeah, you know, modern day it, version. Modern day version. But I, I listen, all the, I'm a, I'm a huge Bill Shatner fan. I actually yeah. had the chance to meet him. Um, what was he I, like? 
It's very nice. He was actually doing a podcast at Mike Tyson's place after I did that interview with Mike Tyson. Oh, he was there cool. Afterwards. I had a chance to say hi. And he just seems like the nicest, coolest guy. I'll tell you one thing people don't realize, or maybe I know because I'm such a movie buff. This is a trained Shakespearean actor. Yeah, no, he's trained legit. Stay, he's a legit, highly trained actor. He can yep. do anything. Yeah, he can be comedic, which we've seen him embrace in, in the latter part of his career. He can be deadly serious. And and he's just, again, we were talking about charismatic. Like, when he is on the screen, you just uh, immediately take note of what it is because he's that damn good. He's just so good. So um, kudos, kudos to William Shatner. Um, Bitcoin, the physical version now, Bitcoin. You know, there's, there's there's a physical version? There's a physical version. What? And there's an owner that needs to come forward. Do you know what that physical version is worth? Oh, is this the thing? It's not really a physical version. It just exists on a hard drive, correct? Uh, no, he actually has a physical copy. There's no such thing as a physical copy. You can't hold Bitcoin. It's got to be on a hard drive. It's it's he digital. Is, he is in position of one of only six physical Bitcoin gold coins that was issued years ago. What? Each is worth 1,000 Bitcoins. The value on this Bitcoin physical sample is $54 million. Wait. I thought you just said it was worth 50 Bitcoins. No, it's worth 1,000 Bitcoins. Oh, 1,000 Bitcoins. And Bitcoin right now is 55,000 a coin. So this is now around 54 million, they said. That has to be the most valuable single form of currency on the planet. It's got to be. Yeah, it's right? Like, yeah, you think about a $100 bill, you got to break change. Like, you can't break change for this. He supposedly put down $4,905 for it when he got it. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm looking at a physical picture of it here right now. In a what does it look like? PGS. It's very cool looking. It's black with gold, and uh, it's, it's small. It's about the size of a quarter. Um, is it is it uh, like solid gold? Like, like, what is it? Like, what is it made up? Click on, I sent you the... Uh, uh, on the thing I sent you, click on the link and you'll see it. I'll, I'll check it out. Like that, That's what's crazy to me is the, the fact that this cryptocurrency, we've talked about this in the past, it's just, I mean, until now, I didn't know that there was any physical form of it. And, and that is... Yeah, so it's like a fancy poker chip and it's one troy ounce of 0.999 fine gold. Wow. Um, I, I wonder how they register that. Like, does it have a serial number on it? I look at the picture here and I don't see a serial number designating. I mean, yes. I, I get. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Original, original, original. And there's a mark on the back. Um, it's got it right there. Everything you're asking for is there. I don't know. What would you do with it, Bruce? I mean, I'd sell that thing. I'd sell that thing right tomorrow morning. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Sell that in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even hold on to it. I mean, not even because it's super valuable. I mean, yes, because it's super valuable. Oh, but yeah. like, but like, I, I wouldn't want to hold on to it because think about how much money that is if if it was lost or stolen or anything. If it was 10%, you lose $5 million. You want to lose $5 million? No, I'm not even talking about that, Bruce. I'm talking about the simple fact that if someone breaks into your house... They're stealing something that is millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Yes, it's going to fluctuate up and down. I just won't want to have something that valuable in my possession. I would and I won't, but the answer to your direct question is I sell it. I have no emotional yeah, contact. No. Money's money, right? Like we all value money. You know, four million cuts a lot of family ties, brother. It, I mean, it's fifty-four million. It's it's. I prefer my money in the bank, accessible, but in the bank. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the Cobra Kai mansion from uh, the Karate Kid movie and from the series. Uh, There's going to come an Airbnb. It's really? 2.4 million and they're going to make it an Airbnb. How about this, Bruce? Cobra Kai shirt. Oh, look at that. I didn't even see that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cobra Kai shirt. Uh, do you like hot dogs? Uh, it depends. I like a, a good Nathan uh, Nathan's hot dog. An all beef dog is, is uh, preferred. Well, a recent study showed that one hot dog can shorten your lifespan by 36 minutes. That's not true. That's, that's not true. That's that's but, that's nonsense. But if you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you'll get it back. <laughs> okay, so Joey Chestnut should have been dead a long time ago. Either that or he's going to live another two years, and that's going to be it. No, so, no, I don't no. wish that on you, Joey. I'm sorry. I'm just making a joke for the show. Yeah, no, no. Again, that's a that's a stat. Like, We're not all created equal, honestly, when it comes to, to lifespan, and we've talked about this genetics, and you know, there are people that have lived really clean lifestyles that have died tragically young. There are people that have smoked cigars. Every, like, Look at George Burns. You remember? Like, that guy always had a cigar. The 98 or 97 right. or something. Again, yeah. it's not what is good for one is, is good for all. No. So when I see a stat like that, 
I, it's fear mongering in my opinion. I just wonder where all the funding comes for this, these, these tests. It just seems. Well, I mean, that's the thing too. Are they real? Do they really take place? Cause how do you come up with that? Yeah. I mean, to me, you figure out what's the average sort of consumption, uh, per, you know, American of hot dogs when they die. And then you try to average that out of like, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not real. I'm sorry. It's not real. Yeah, it doesn't compute to me either. Uh, I know you're a wrestling fan, old-time wrestling fan. Uh, Rick Flair's barbed wire bat from the 2006 match where he, he versus Mick Foley. One Dude. of those matches. Sold for 20000 Yeah, I mean, I, I we talk about collectibles all the time, and uh, sometimes there are things that just blow my mind at how expensive they are, and you know, the same can be said for how cheap they are. I have no idea what that would be worth. I, I never saw that match. I don't even know what they're referring to. Like I said, I'm a very old wrestling fan, and I know that was uh, you know 15 years ago at this point, but eh, I could care less. I yeah, I'm not I'm not a big wrestling memorabilia as much of memorabilia as I collect. Wrestling's not one of them, but you know it just goes shows the market for everything. You know we talk about um, something I go through with the Let's Get Ready to Rumble trademark, the It's Time trademark, my image, Michael's image, as a lot mm. of people go through. But uh, Clint Eastwood. I don't know why companies do this. A CBD company, right, uses mm-hmm. image in one of their ads or whatever series of like ads. Like his actual image? His actual image. It was a Lithuanian, of all places. It's hard to get legal in, in, in a foreign country. Right. But a Lithuanian CBD company falsely made it look like he endorsed their products. Right. Yeah, that's not all that surprising. Well, they just awarded Clint Eastwood $6.1 million. But where? In Lithuania? I don't, again, I've dealt with uh, violations in Europe and England, and you got to hire right. the attorneys. It's a real drawn out process, well, but he went after him and he got a $6.1 million set of, whether he receives it or not, it's another right. question. But, See, yeah. th- that's the thing. I, I know this just from talking to you and, and your protection of, of your uh, trademarks. It, it's a, it's a, literally a full time job to, you know, pursue these things. And like you said, even when you do come out on the, on the right side of a decision to pr- protect your trademark, it really doesn't mean much, but that's one thing that I've learned from you too. If, if you don't pursue it, if you, you know, take your, your foot off the gas pedal for just one moment, it could all go up in smoke. So happy the right, you know, answer sort of came to fruition, but man, you know, I, I would be surprised if he got any of that money, to be honest. I have dealt with around the area of 500 legal violations I've gone after with let's get ready to rumble yeah at least 10 to 20 with its time but um I've only filed a lawsuit uh two or three times I've avoided lawsuits usually the way we handle it cease and desist letter whatever we're right. so locked in and so it usually stops so, it too right oh, like, because we're we have it we're just solid we're locked you can't do yeah it. You can't take right it. And that the settlement is made within three to four weeks. Right. And honestly, like you said, the, the money and stuff, it's important, you know, if, if you are, you know, rightfully wronged and, and you can get compensated for such, but you have to enforce it. And, and that cease and desist more often than not does the right job. But yeah, people, especially internationally, are incredibly brazen and don't seem to think uh, about what they're they're doing and, and how it infringes upon your trademark. I've had... Uh a couple issues in a country that I have no interest in filing a trademark in. I won't say where. Mm. Go ahead. Who, who's even seeing you or listening to you anyway? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So with, uh, I mean, I say that not in jest. I say right, that in sure. all seriousness. But if you if you buck me too hard, yeah. the wrath of God will fall upon you. And and again, you've worked very hard for that trademark and, and to build it into something that anybody even wants to uh, infringe upon. And uh, You're right. I respect other people's trademarks and right. respect mine. Yeah, no, I, again, it's, it's a piece of creative work in a roundabout way. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that because it's, quote, unquote, just words. But if I say it's time, it doesn't matter. When you say it's time or someone uses you saying it's time, it's completely different. And I'm sorry, it's not just words. Well, case in point, and I mean this with a nice way. I spent 25 years building my career and my brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, 25 plus. I spent over 30 Helping Michael has been in for almost 40 building his brand. Right. I spent 25 years building the UFC brand mm-hmm. you know, and what I could bring to the table for them. Yep. There's this announcer that you see uh, that Jorge Masvidal hired for his legacy. Not an announcer that, you know, the young uh, the little guy running around trying to be me and introducing fighters and fight week and putting it on social media. I, I forget his name or whatever. Oh, the guy that goes to like meet and greets. 
Yeah, and Drysdale, you know, just do his thing imitating me. And yeah, he did, he did it for Chuck Liddell not long ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Imitation is the height of flattery. It's all cool. Right. But I saw Jorge at the, at the uh, UFC 266, and, you know, we're friends. And I said, I understand you hired him, and great. I wish him all the He best. hired him? He hired him to do a legacy. I think he did a show recently. So, uh, well, Jorge does game bread. Or whatever, the, whatever his promotion is. Okay. okay. So, um, and I said, Jorge, I said, I wish the kid all the luck or however old he is, you know, yeah. but he's never going to get anywhere imitating me. That's like me imitating Michael. You know, right. it's like I could have been the first one to imitate Michael. I chose to get my own style. I said, send him a message for me, please, that I think he's got a good voice and good energy, but develop his own style. Wait, is he doing the same thing? Well, you better not. He'll have a legal problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, to me, I, I chuckled and thought, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to hear this. I thought it was cute. I thought it was, it was cute. cute. Right? Cute. Right. Cute. I, I I don't want to go to a fight, though, and see him do that because then I'm sitting there in the arena at home wherever going, oh, yeah, you're just reminding me that you're not Bruce Buffer. And that will not get you anywhere. No, I, I don't want people to, if, if I was running that show, I don't want people to be like, oh, this guy wishes he was Bruce Buffer. My listen, I all respect. Thank you. If you emulate me and and and, and I right. hey, I like you said, flattery. Yeah, flattery. It's high to fly. But the message I gave to Jorge to please relate to him, in all due honesty and niceness, is, hey, I wish you all the best. But work on your own style. Right. You develop it, and you'll get recognized for that. Hey, he's got the energy, Bruce. Like I, I admire his ability to mimic what you're doing. But at the same time. You don't make a profession out of mimicking someone unless you're literally like an impressionist. If that's your whole thing, sure, go ahead. But like if he's announcing for other people doing the things that you do in the same cadence, and I know he's not saying it's time, otherwise he's going to get sued. But if he's doing it the same thing that you're doing, I just, it's, it's, that's not a good look in my opinion. Use that energy and create your own thing. Well, again, I wish him all the luck. Sincerely, I'd love to see him successful. Um, Jorge had a good answer. He goes, we tell him the same thing, and we've told him the same thing. So hopefully that was the case. I didn't know and he I got he hired. First, I think he had his first rep just uh, last week. But all, all aside, I'm just telling everybody out there, whether you're an announcer or a commentator, you, you see TJ, you see John Anik. The bottom line is the way to get ahead in life is learn from others. Right. Juxtapose it, create your own style, but create your own style. See, for me as a play-by-play -play announcer, I have a short list of people that I really respect, and I try to emulate their, you know, high points and, and, and style to a certain extent, but I'm TJ. You know what I mean? I'm not John yeah. Anik. Um, I'm not going to go out there and say one more sleep. You know, that's, that's not me. I'm not going to be Mike Goldberg and say, it is all over, just like that and that's not me i'm not doing that speaking but, of all over yeah what's mike over doing now um he was doing bellator for a while and then that came to an end uh i saw him doing um like a bare knuckle boxing thing and then i also saw him uh do a it was with uh i believe frank trigg it was called like bally's fight night and okay. uh but it, it was sort of weird because they had life bars on the the screen like it was a video game between the guys fighting um it's weird it's it, i mean it's 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 kind of cool in the sense that you look at the screen and see like a real life tekken or mortal Kombat. uh but again you can't judge anything by a life bar in a real fight and it, it looks I, really odd but man. I, my initial reaction is i don't like that it's kind of disrespectful to the fighter for some well, reason I feel that way. It, again there's no way to have that relay any real information. I mean, how many times have we seen people that we think are completely like, you remember Czech Congo and Pat Barry back in the day, of course I did. Of course like I did. Czech Congo for all intents and purposes, his life bar had expired and then he comes back and he wins the fight. So like you don't get to, that's not a real thing. It, it's cute and gimmicky, but the fact that this carries on throughout the entire fight and it goes down, it's just, it's stupid. All right. So let's touch on bare knuckle for a second. Yeah. This is not a happy story. No, it's a bad story. Justin Thornton died a month after his BKFC bare knuckle loss. Yeah. Okay. That was the 20th show for the bare knuckle. I've always worried about this. I told you I turned down a lot of money to announce bare knuckle because I thought it was going to throw me back to the old days of, you know, spectacle UFC. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with bare knuckle, but this is what worries me now. Well, let me, let me, let me stop you here, Bruce. I understand he passed away and it's terrible. And I'm not taking away from that. 
Did he pass away because of his bare knuckle? I, I don't think so. It was a very short fight. Um, okay. They're claiming he, well, all they claim is he sustained serious injuries. Right, but but he got knocked out. He, he wasn't knocked out worse because the man he was fighting didn't have gloves on, okay? That was it, a 19-second fight. Right, so m- my thing is this. Um, to me, I, I can't assign blame for a death that I don't know anything about, but as you were saying, because it was fought under a bare-knuckle rule set, the um, sort of optics on the outside looking in is that it had something to do with that. This is a, a combat sport. Com- like, what's the old saying? Like, you don't play fighting. You know what I mean? You fight. And it is very dangerous. Um, I, I personally don't think that the act of not having a glove had anything to do with this uh, death, unfortunately. Right. Injury. But my, my point is this. Uh, like you said, bare knuckle, the perception brings what you and I do, the sport of mixed martial arts, and I know this wasn't a mixed martial arts fight, but it brings the the perception of mixed martial arts and and combat sports back. And you and I came up in a time in MMA where it was illegal and, you know, so many states are unregulated. I get really protective of MMA. And when you talk about bare knuckle and, and a death involved in bare knuckle, I just get nervous that people are gonna start saying that all combat sports need to take a step back, and I, I don't think that's well, the case. It's still a rare occasion. It's just a tragic situation. Yeah. And tragic that he was paralyzed on a ventilator and had a lung infection before he died. No, oh, 100%. Very, very tragic, and I'm just, I just, I don't want to see anybody go through this. No. Fighting incident, and you explained it perfectly, and we will leave it at that. Yep. Um, one thing, uh, let's, again, switch gears here. With all respect to this gentleman, and I'm so sorry, sending his condolences to his family. And he was a warrior. I mean, he had a lot of fights. He had MMA fights. He he was someone that went out there and, and was truly a member of that fraternity of fighters. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, the, the one thing that I will say is I, I know this happened in Mississippi. I'm not necessarily assigning blame to the, the commission there. But you, you hope things like this are always caught in pre-fight physicals because something obviously led up to this. And you mentioned the, the, the lung infection. It's horrible. It's sad. And uh, all we can do is try to, you know, hope that the the people overseeing these things can identify situations uh, and prevent these things. I'm in full agreement. I'm in full agreement. So this is one of the reasons I love these fighters so much, male and female, all of them. God, they put everything on the line for our entertainment. And and people that narrative is lost, Bruce. It it gets lost so much. It's the fact that you're risking. That's when I hear the boonings. I mean, maybe something a a momentary. Sure. It just is so disrespectful on so many levels. And I yeah. know I've even got, when I said this before in the show, somebody wrote in, well, I paid my ticket. I can do it. You right. know what? Do whatever the frig you want. Okay. Right. I'm just telling you it's disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, you're not risking your life yeah. generally for, for other people's entertainment. I mean, think about that. I know what soldiers and armed forces do to risk their life for our freedom. And that's, you know, the ultimate job. But how many people risk their lives for our entertainment? Not many. Uh, it's not just fighting. No, 100%. A NASCAR driver sits in a car and drives that right. track, risking his life. It's, it's all sports, football, all of it. But, all of it. But, but again, like, and that's why I with, I'm with you. When you boo two athletes that are laying everything out on the line for our entertainment, I, I don't care if the fight's boring. Like, to, to boo them and say something negative, I, I don't think you understand or you've divorced yourself so much from what is actually unfolding. I mean, yeah, not all fights are fun, right? Not every fight is a blockbuster barn burner performance of the night. But to, to outright boo someone and lose respect for someone uh, who is fighting, it's it's insane to me. I agree. I only want them to say, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh Horrific! This tear in the pipeline, the oil pipeline. Oh my God! I don't know if our beaches are going to be the same for a couple of years to come to fruition. No, and they waited so long to do something about it, Bruce. That's what's curious to me. Now it's coming out that it might have been caused. Again, this will all come out in the wash, but it might have happened when a boat that was trying to figure out where the pipeline, you know, was up. They were looking for the pipeline. Their anchor put yeah. a fourteen-inch hole in it that caused this leak. Yeah. Going to take what two to fourteen years to fix? I mean, the, yeah. The, in fact, if bees disexist or don't exist, we're done. If the ocean doesn't exist, we're done. 
Yeah, no, it's ultimate life source. It's an ultimate life source. It's crazy. So yeah, I, I, this I goes. This goes back. So I had the worst travel experience coming back from Cancun. Um, it, it took me roughly ten hours to to leave the airport in Cancun before I was actually stepping uh, or pulling into my driveway. Uh, we had an electrical storm on uh, on Monday night, which we'd never seem to have here. And I was LA. I was at the I was at the Raider game with the Chargers here at SoFi Stadium with him, with Rupi with Rupert. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. They had to delay the game for 28 minutes. Yeah, and no, it was it, in a closed arena. Right. No, I uh, I got to L.A. as the storm was moving in, and we circled the airport for two hours. I then landed in Ontario, and uh, had to sit there for an hour and a half in the tarmac. And then I was coming from Cancun. So when we finally get to L.A., because there's so many other planes coming in uh, internationally as well, it was two hours to get through customs, and they didn't have a global entry line. They shut oh. it down. Um, so it was it was just a nightmare. But uh, the reason I bring this up is because I flew out. Very rare that this happens where you fly out over the ocean and land inland like that. But because of the, the storm, that's what we had to do. And Bruce, the amount of container ships that are out uh, right off of uh, the, the Long Beach Harbor there, it's insane. They're oh, all God. backed up because there's a labor shortage. And it just... I don't know if that necessarily had anything to do with this, but the bottom line is there's like another city out there. So there's a lot more boats that are anchored. So if there was an issue with an anchor hitting the pipeline and that causing the leak, it doesn't surprise me because there's minimal real estate out there for these ships to actually, you know, put down anchor. It'll all come out. It's just a tragic situation. And now the sur Huntington Beach, the land of surfers, Newport Beach, the land of beauty is all yeah in california and up here where i live by the beach i guarantee you that eventually we're going to see the oil up here and and like you said it's going to take it could take a decade plus to get back to normal and honestly when it is quote unquote back to normal think about the the ocean life lost it's it's not going to be the same no matter what take it further think of the economic loss huntington beach land of surfing yeah. land of visitors land of tourists going to the beach you can't go to the beach you can't go in the water it's surf city usa like literally surf city usa that that is the nickname of huntington beach to to think that those waters are going to, to essentially be uninhabitable or anything for tourists like i'm i'd be very nervous if i was any of those uh restaurants or surf shops uh, in downtown huntington right now god covid oil this right seriously like what's happening slapped in the face it's crazy yep. by the way there was an article that we discussed um as we'll sign off here in a second but there's one last thing i want to go over that multi-million dollar beach property that was taken from black owners i remember this yeah the jim crow era well it is going to be returned do you know what manhattan beach uh my friend kitty who has her dojo the undisputed fight academy down there was telling this the, this the other night um worry that manhattan beach might get kind of a racist attitude uh, mm -hmm. from all this news they actually, a few years ago, named that land a name to try and show that it was just everybody's beach. You know what they named it? What? Bruce's Beach. Really? Bruce's Beach. They got a... a Interesting. They, Why? They got a, a tombstone-looking monument on the land that says Bruce's Beach. Why? It's, really, it's the name they chose. Um, I can't... Is that one of the original owner's names, or...? Uh, yeah, the Bruce family. Oh, okay, that's right. The, I, I, Bruce couldn't, family I remember their surname. They purchased it for twelve hundred twenty-five dollars in nineteen twelve, and they're giving and it back. It's worth, like it's worth it's worth fifty hundred million. Right, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's the right thing to do to give it back. Honestly, um, they're worth seventy-five million dollars. That's two lots. Okay, you give it back. What's well, being given back? And I think that's it's great. great. That's awesome. All right, see this shirt. Buff, Buff life. life. Okay, Buff Life. The B is capital. The E is capital. Y B. Buff Life B. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah, my design. That's it's good. Time. Sometimes I do something right. Circa 1996, when I first entered the octagon, this is right. one of my new millions.co t-shirts available. You can purchase at millions.co, along with John Annex, One More Sleep, along with all the other fighters coming in. Shannon Briggs just came into millions.co. Rampage Jackson selling his old pride style shirts at millions.co. The company is doing great, but it's doing great because it's doing great by the athletes that are becoming part of it. And I'm very excited about it. So check out my merch at millions.co and go for it buff life there you go b b b there you go tj what's up let's sign off um you're always telling me to get on cameo and i have an account and you know what bruce my phone uninstalled it for whatever reason like some sort of data space thing and i missed two requests two of them they're still there can you just re reload it yeah, well the, the time has expired to fulfill them so uh I'm back. 
Right I'm going about. to. I'm going to. But uh, I guess, you know, I'm getting business without even promoting this damn thing, Bruce. So uh, well, what does that I tell would, you? Right. What does exactly. that tell There's you? There's a market. There's a market, apparently. So uh, you never I'm, know what you get. So you ask for the sale. Come on. I've been teaching right. you this for 15 I know, years. I know. You see, the thing is, is I just don't value the product as much as I probably should. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm a commentator. I'm a podcast producer. I don't really think about things beyond that, which Uncle Bruce has been telling me to change for over a decade. So I'm trying. So again, Bruce, here's the step in the right direction. Before you get on me, check out me. Uh, check me out on Cameo, Cameo.com. DJ DeSantis. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Absolutely. Uh, into a I video. I'm not going to criticize you at all. You learn by uh, right experience. But we, um, we 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 fall and stumble, but we get back up and we keep going. And uh, that's what I'm doing here. So uh, check that out. Also, I mentioned I was in Cancun, two new shows. There was a brand new show uh, on uh, Fight Pass called uh, Medusa, female only jujitsu, uh, the latest uh, sort of offering and, and brainchild of Eddie Bravo and Master Vic, Victor Davila. Uh, check that out, archived on Fight Pass, as well as uh, Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds. We had one of the more brutal shows in Combat Jiu-Jitsu, uh, two TKOs, Bruce. So Palm Strikes ending fights. It's not necessarily just uh, submissions, ending fights. Uh, you, know it, I love, you don't know much I love Combat Jiu-Jitsu. I love it. Yeah. No, it's, it's always fun. So uh, go check uh, out uh, Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds 2021, the middleweights, uh, streaming live right now on UFC Fight Pass. And, of course, my show, Extra Rounds. You can watch it on the uh, UFC Fight Pass Facebook page or uh, behind the paywall um, on UFC Fight Pass. Or, as always, you can check out the audio archive for free anywhere you get podcasts. Just do a search for uh, Extra Rounds or UFC Fight Pass. Very cool. So, so again, I'll say it. I say it every show. I, I told you this years ago, the evolutionary process of your career, it's not over. It's happening. It's working and you're winning. Well, I appreciate all that you've done for me, Buff. Well, I've always supported you. Would I've done anything for you? That's another story, but I've always supported you. That is true. You've, you've done a lot though, even just on, on, on a friendship level. So I appreciate it. My pleasure, TJ. You're a brother. My pleasure. Um, okay, everybody. I will be in the octagon. Uh, come Saturday. We got a good show coming up here. Mackenzie, uh, uh, she's she's highlight. She's the main event on her yeah, first show. I, I called uh, Mackenzie Dern's last fight outside of the octagon uh, before she signed with the UFC and Invicta, and she was just a, a force to be reckoned with. World class jujitsu. Uh, her striking uh, is a bit unorthodox, and I brought this up in the fight that I called of hers. She's able to be almost uh, a little careless with how uh, reckless she is on the feet because if you take her down. I mean, you're doing her a favor. Uh, she's really brought up her skills since then. That was three, four years ago. Uh, to see her in this main event spotlight, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be awesome. Fighting Marina Rodriguez, number six contender. Um, Randy Brown, Jared, Jared Gooden is going to be a good fight. Tim Elliott, always love watching Tim fight. Oh, he's but, scrappy. And he's fighting a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter, uh, Matus Nicolai. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicolau, rather. And uh, it, it's going to be a good solid night. For everybody watching, remember this starts very early. starts at 10 a.m., Pacific time on Saturday ends around three o'clock. So I'll be there for that. I'm not I like that home. though. I like it too, but I'm I can enjoy Vegas because I'm not gonna go home afterwards. You know why? Why? Boom! Look at that. Raiders. Look at that. I love it. I love it. They uh, want me for every home game. I went to the game yeah. Monday at SoFi with Rupee. We had a really great time. They lost. Um, so uh I'm so excited. They go they go three and at home on Sunday. Um, but I'm scheduled for all the Raider games, playoffs, Huge. everything. They they told me that I'm part of the team now. Well, uh, I know you're inviting people like John Anik all the time, but if you ever got a plus one, I'd love to come to a game sometime. Uh, if you're in Vegas covering UFC during one of the Apex shows, let me know ahead of time. And if I mean, I'll, I'll come up, Bruce, if, if it means we can hang out. I'll just come up. Uh, let's talk about it. There's shows coming up. Obviously, right. I got a little line of people waiting. But <laughs> I hear you. I hear. You. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about being, you know, last in that line. But uh, I just love to hang out with you. Thanks. I'd love it too. So eventually, you'll get to my house after six years of living. I've been to your house. I just haven't been to the new one. The new one. That's what I mean. The new one. All right, everybody. So I'll see you in the octagon on Saturday. I'll see you from the Raiders game on Sunday. I want to let you know that the launch in the UK for its time energy drinks has been hugely successful. If oh, there are reviews the online. People like it. I, I haven't even checked them out. You have? Yeah, there are some reviews online, and people are, are digging it. They yeah. like it. We haven't had, from the professionals, no negative reviews, only critical raves. That's great. Right? That's it's great. natural and full of vitamins. This is, a, this is a vitamin energy drink. It's incredible. Did I show you that they put my mug on the can? Oh, look at that. That's awesome. 
I love it. I mean, we've talked about this with the puncher's chance bottle. The container goes a long way in in getting people interested, and that can uh, is is right in line with the puncher's chance bottle. So we're on Amazon in the UK. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, Many of the UK store chains, the big chains, are all getting ready to take it in. We're going to be everywhere. Cherry limeade, cherry limeade, cherry limeade. Just had a meeting. It's working. I just I just got a meeting this morning about it. One of the new tastes has been approved, which is a lime taste. Exciting. So then um, the other thing is in the USA, uh, we're targeting November for Amazon sales to start in the USA. Get back to you on that. Puncher's Chance, knocking it down. Alabama now, Pennsylvania, um, selling like hotcakes. I'm so proud of Puncher's Chance. I can't begin to tell you. So that's me and uh, much, much more. Thank you for all your cameos. Thank you for all your videos that you're ordering at BruceBuffer.com. You are keeping my partner, Chris, and I busier than busy. And I love every moment of filming every video I can for you and the audios that come in too. So with that being said, TJ, have a great week. I'll see you next week. We'll be back with another exciting guest. I'll see you off in the octagon, set your goals, write them down, learn about them. So when you set on that yellow brick path to to your road to success, you be the best you can be, whether you're first champion, whatever, just be the best you can be, do the best you can, and then you're winning. And it'll all happen organically if you're a good person. That's all I want to say. Treat everybody with respect. Be the best you can be. Buffer out. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.